Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the uh, second course of the food show as we plow through it all and try to figure out some great places to dine, ways to make your own home more delicious than it has been, things that you have eaten or cooked a long time ago that you now feel good just about thinking about them. And all of that, that's what we do on the food show. Give us a call. Tell us about everything you're eating or cooking or otherwise, and uh, you'll find yourself with a better uh, lifestyle. And I think you'll also find a lot more friends. Not that you need any, but uh, there they are. And you can pick the, uh, as you like it, from our our uh, little get-together at the mess. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, the doing things for your friends theme that we started with, with the cookbook author, which, by the way, I highly recommend that book. I told her I would mention it again, and I will. And often, anytime you want to know anything about it, it's called Open Kitchen. And it is entertaining casually for your friends and family. I'll have to get the exact the exact uh, wording of that, you know, that secondary title. Mm-hmm. But it is Open Kitchen, and uh, she's right about all the cookbooks that are out there. There are, it's, it's astonishing how many cookbooks there are out there and how really beautiful they are. I mean, they're just uh, works of art. And this one is embossed, which is a big thing right now. And um, and I, I really think that it's a great book. It's a great book for anybody who, if you would like to try very modern food and in a way that is kind of adventuresome. Like, you know, I, I cook, but... <laughs> I don't I don't cook anything really really dramatic. I mean, I think that I'm a pretty decent cook. But just to give you an idea of what I did yesterday. Mm. Yesterday I was hungry. And we have just the entire refrigerator is full in a way that hurts to look at it. Like <laughs> we for as long as I can remember, I have had nothing to eat in our refrigerator except old condiments because we always ate out every meal. 
So this year, 2020, one of the New Year's resolutions was to do more cooking at home because I love to cook at home and I love to eat at home, but we never, ever do it. So this also worked out with my daughter's eating healthier plan. And so the refrigerator is just, it's obscene. It's practically bursting at the seams. So I dug in there yesterday. I was a little bit hungry and it was, it was you know, half an hour to showtime. So I dug in there and, um, and cut up a sweet potato <clears throat> and took two or three slices of an over, like well over grilled chicken. It was so over grilled, it was kind of in the chicken jerky category. Mm. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's one of these things where I'm almost tempted to, um, to put it in water and see, it's like almost dehydrated chicken. And I'm tempted to put it in water and see if I can plump it back up to make it a little more edible. But this will give you an idea of what happens sometimes when I just am eating. As a friend's father used to say, to fill a hole. <laughs> I love that expression. I asked him if I could use it, and he says, anytime you want. So there I did it again. Oh, but, you know, oh, excuse hmm? me. Go ahead. Uh, there is one other thing that you like almost as much as those fries, those French fries. And that's uh, uh, your red uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 bubbling in mall and chain. Mall and chain. No, <laughs> no. The, um, the the hash browns, but uh, cut you, you know Doug. off of off of uh, uh, sweet potatoes, and uh, they puff up, which is yeah. one thing I like about it. And they uh, they're not so full of uh, of anything that you don't want to eat anyway. Well, I I cut the sweet potatoes up, and then I took some broccoli. And I took the vegetables that I had made, which was red peppers, uh, onion, parsley, and mushrooms, and a little poblano that I had smoked on the grill, and then uh, the spinach that I sauteed with garlic, and all of that went into a pan. <laughs> it didn't have any real rhyme or reason. It was just, these are vegetables. These are good for me. Did I'm you hungry. Like it? I threw it together. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's like, it's like if you like vegetables, how far wrong can you go? And I do like vegetables. But this was, this, what I just described, is so far from the cookbook that we just talked about that I feel like I should try to be a little more ambitious. And I'm going to try some of those recipes because I don't ever cook with recipes, but I I should. And I, I'm I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it a little bit. Uh, I am inspired by that book to make a little more effort in the kitchen. So, uh, so I'm going to do that. But I do recommend the book. It's called Open Kitchen by Susan Spungen. And I'm going to look up the secondary um, – title you know every every book has a title and then there's like you know a little title underneath it so i have to look at and see what the little title underneath it is thank you subtitle <laughs> doug do you ever just marvel 
I'm afraid to hear his answer on that. Be something like, "Are you kidding?" All the time. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to chat with us. Here we are. We are uh, awaiting the arrival of uh, Philip Lopez, and I hope that he didn't forget us because um, I was kind of looking forward to talking to him. We talked to him at an event not long ago, and it was uh, it was really nice to chat with him. And so I invited him on the show, and he said that he would love to come. So I hope he does come. Uh, Open Kitchen inspired. See, she did inspire me. Inspired food for casual gatherings. Inspired food for casual gatherings. That's what it is. Um, I kind of feel like she lives in New York City and in the Hamptons. And I kind of feel that there is not a lot of commonality between her casual gatherings and my casual gatherings. But um, I still would like to try some of the recipes. I, I, I do feel like that would be worthwhile to do. Well, you know, you start accumulating them, and after a while, you have uh, casual you have gatherings, been, uh, and and you are tempted after thereafter to ever get another uh, cook uh, uh, casual gathering. Or y- yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, and casual gathering. And it, well, you know, once you've hit that point, yeah. Two six zero six three six eight. I wish I could tell you what today was, but I don't know. Because another one of the things that went into the ether in the new nomenu.com is the almanac. And all of these things are going to resettle somewhere. I just don't know where. Because like I said, I'm not running the show. So I'm, I'm sort of like a hired hand. I turn my piece in and I know where to post it. And then it goes somewhere. And that's well, you know that there are five things today that is the National Day of. Oh, good. Good. Hmm. Oracle, tell for, us. First of all, it's National Dentist's Day for those of you who have teeth. <laughs> now, the, it is also National Dress Day for those of you who are in drag. Give us some food, hmm. Doug. Uh, the National Frozen Food Day. Okay. Now, that's not all, though. There's National Oreo Cookie Day. <gasps> okay. And National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. And there you have it, mm. folks. I, uh, Thank you, Doug. Um, white chocolate, I don't It's not get. really chocolate. I, I mean, that's this is clear. It's, it's uh, chocolate that <gasps> is white yeah. is not really chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I Thank think we you. can all accept that. Well, it's cocoa butter, right? What is it? I don't know, and I don't care because it just doesn't make any sense. They say it's real, but I don't know if it's real. But uh, white chocolate uh, is like wax to me. It has no taste, really. It's like it's like sweet, and that's it. And I don't know, sweet is okay, but it's got to have some sort of purpose that doesn't have a purpose, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, cheesecake, though, on the other hand, now you're talking. I had a. a, a cheesecake last night uh, with a lemon part at the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah and then the, there was. Oh, uh, talk about Del Porto. And some uh, also on top of there, you had uh, some some kind of raspberry sweet. coulis or something. No, no, it was it was tomato potato. Oh wait, oh gosh, strawberries. Oh, oh, strawberries. Yeah, and that was very tasty. Yeah, um, the cheesecake 
National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. Tom, I know this will offend your sensibilities. Me? But Offensibility? I think the cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory is really good. The National... It's National White Chocolate, White chocolate Cheesecake, cheesecake. Yeah. Day. Day. And I, I think that um, the cheesecake mm-hmm. at the Cheesecake Factory... Mm-hmm. Is actually really good. Not the white oh. chocolate, but all of the cheesecake there. My particular favorite is the Godiva chocolate. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd say that, Tom, because I'm sorry. I know that you probably don't like that idea, but you know it no, is. No, why wouldn't good. I? The cheesecake there is pretty good. Good cheesecake is a lot better than most people give it credit for. Oh well, your cheesecake is really good, but you know what? Your cheesecake is not the only good cheesecake out there. There's a lot oh, of good I, cheesecake. There out better there. not be, or else nobody yeah. would ever want another one. There's a lot of good cheesecake out there. Speaking of which, it's National Oreo Cookie Day at the Cheesecake Factory. They have an Oreo cookie crust, or maybe even an Oreo cookie cheesecake. Maybe even a Beskoff. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> like I said, Don, thank you. I think. <laughs> Actually, Tom, yes. the Biscoff cookie yeah. would be a really good crust on a cheesecake. You know, uh, you're right about that, and I was about to do one, and then I, f- I forgot where I left the thing. If the whole you did that for like a Thanksgiving cheesecake, it would have been that great. would be a good cheesecake. It, it really would be. And using it a as the crust. crust. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. good crust for it. Yeah, yeah that, it would be a better crust that's by a good far thought. than just a graham cracker because it's got a lot more flavor. I mean, I'm not a Biscoff cookie fan, but I could see where that would make a good crust. Because it's crunchy it's, and not too yes. sweet, and it's got a little, little body to it. It's also National Frozen Food Day. Mmm. <laughs> That's, uh, Does anyone remember frozen TV dinners? Oh gosh, I you know those uh, were horrible. I got around that by uh, getting rid of the TV and replacing it with a real big, large uh, a radio. So in, instead of having a TV dinner, I had a radio dinner. Ah, did you eat the radio dinner? I'm sure I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. If I remember correctly, yeah, um, Swanson had the best of those, right? And would you believe this is one of the amazing things of life? That is true. What you learned about uh, that the TV dinner, and uh, I don't have any of the names in front of me because I didn't think we'd be talking about this. Swanson's. Swanson's. I think that's the only <clears throat> one I can remember. Swanson's. They uh, they invented it, and they just about were. Uh, complete. Uh, they were dinner. They, they were, were they were dinner, dinners. and they they pretty much own the entire uh, industry. Yeah, industry. Yeah. Uh, but they have a New Orleans connection. Yeah, I knew I was going to ask you that. I thought you had said that once before. And they also have a connection with uh, the wine country in uh, California, in uh, Napa, in fact. Really? And boy, I can't. oh, is is you what? I keep thinking uh, I'm going to find all of these one day and just gorge on them. So, wait, so did the Swanson's frozen food people take some of their vast fortune from the frozen foods and start a winery? And what's the winery uh, yeah, name? Uh, apparently they did. What's the winery name? 
Well, I wasn't expecting a, a question like that, but I'll uh. look it up. <laughs> The Oracle can look it up for us. That's what he's there for. Okay, well, that's actually not what he's there for, but he's kind enough to do that sometimes, Uh, most of the time. Um, The Swanson food dinner, frozen food dinner, that I remember is, and I'm picturing it right now. Yeah, you had three little components. It had the little, it was, was not aluminum, but it was, I guess it was like a, yeah, it was like aluminum foil. That's what it was, yeah. And it was a tray, and it had dividers in it. And I remember that there was a frozen um, fried chicken. Turkey dinner. Oh, I forgot about that That was That was the big one. But there was uh, mashed potatoes, and then they had those dreadful, limp, cubed carrots and peas. And corn, maybe, also. And I remember... Saying to myself, this is not good, and then eating it anyway. But that's be, what we had for dinner. Well, when I was a kid, uh, we uh, we loved them. I mean, they were so... That's surprising. Well, you know, because your mom cooked a lot, so maybe that was just like a novelty for you. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to get in on this topic of frozen food, I do love it. So uh, give us a call. And you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. My little texter brigade. Texter brigade. Yeah, I get texts throughout the show from people who are listening but don't call. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last thing I got was that um, there was a brownie eventually added to that frozen TV dinner. So was the brownie frozen too, I guess? Could be. Yes, it was, as a matter oh, of fact. A little, uh, yeah. the kind of said, yeah, it was. Jello. Yeah, the, the, the brownie, uh, along with the, uh, along, was, was kept covered, along with the potatoes were kept covered, if I remember my TV yeah. dinners. But yep, they were. The, the whole etymology of the whole thing started with the C.A. Swanson and Sons, who were uh, big into uh, food for the armed forces during World War II. In 1950, they came out with the chicken and the turkey pot pie. Oh, I love turkey pot pies. And then in 1953, they started doing the little aluminum tray that you would shove into the oven and uh, cook for whatever it is until you forgot about it. And um, <laughs> and, and that's when that happened. They sold 10 million of those things. It was the biggest surprise in marketing medium media for a million years. It was really something. In 1955, Campbell's Soup bought them out. Uh, very quickly, yeah. It, it, they, the, the Campbell's people, they knew a gold brick when they saw one. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm surprised that we didn't eat more of those. Maybe we did. We ate as, I mean. No, what I'm talking I've, about my family. There's a, there's a book uh, that has the history of, uh, I, I, sorry, I don't know the name of it exactly. Uh-huh. But it, Frozen of, food? Of, of specifically TV uh, dinners. Now, you know, there was a, um, <clears throat> you had to. Well, no, there's you know there's no way to say this without insulting you, Tom. So I'm not going to say. It. Oh, I'm easily <laughs> insulted. Well, no, but I mean, I, look, you said it yourself. You used to take the school bus through my neighborhood and say this is where the rich people live, right? Remember, you said that. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your mother cooked because she didn't have the money for the convenience culture, right? 
She cooked yeah. real food. Like my mom, yeah. my mom, and by, we were by no means rich, okay? But my mom did the convenience culture. So she had all that TV dinner stuff and and Terry's roast beef and frozen chicken pot pies and canned vegetables and potatoes out of the box and all that kind of stuff. But that costs more money than going to get potatoes at the store. You know what I mean? Yeah, quite a bit. But on the other hand, it can be done the opposite way where you have uh, the, and this is how my mother did things. Your mom cooked real food. There was a a little grocery store right across the street. I mean, you you could have done it in 10 steps. And she would go in every day and she'd get, give me some of that beef and give me some of that pork. And and she would take it across the street. The next day she would cook it all. And there it was, and everybody was happy. That's yeah. it's hard to uh, tell somebody, hey, you're not supposed to be eating that. And my mom said, "Give me a couple of cans of of, <laughs> of Vienna sausages and a couple of cans of boiled potatoes and a couple of cans of uh, uh, the the beans, canned um, pork and beans." And that was a meal for us. So, um, so you're—I would say you're healthier than me, but but you're not. <laughs> but I did have a lot of trans mm. fats growing up. I will say that. Nothing like a great frozen chicken pot pie, though. Again, though, again. Started out with actual stuff. And as time wore on, the stuff disappeared and you were left with the gravy. (coughs) Terry's roast beef. That's a convenience food if I ever saw one. Terry's roast beef. And my dad used to cook a really good roast beef for roast beef poor boys, as you've said so many times. But they decided to go with the convenience and the little bags of frozen Terry's roast beef were dropped in the pot of water, and that's what we had. And then as the years went on, there was mm-hmm. less roast beef and more roast beef gravy. And after a while, it became just a couple of little hints of a shred or two of roast beef and mostly roast beef gravy. And the same was true of the frozen pot pies. Started out with a lot of chicken and ended up with chicken gravy and those sad, wilted, tiny cubed carrots and peas. That's what you had. I love pot pie, though. I love it. Haven't made it in a very long time. Haven't eaten it in a very long time. But I do love a good pot pie. I remember when I was in my pot pie making phase. Eric. Eric has decided to call. Come How on nice in. of you. Good afternoon. Hey. Hi there. So, real quick on that Swanson Vineyard. Uh-huh. That's not the name so, of it. It is. There oh, is it a is. Swanson Vineyard. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, and and, and th- that word was actually used? On no, it? he's been there, apparently. Yeah. Where yeah. is it, Eric? I, 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 it's right up there by Camus. Um, yeah. But if, if I remember right... It's uh, it, the guy used the family fortune because he was into grapes, and I think he went to Stanford or something like that. And I think his wife's from New Orleans. 
There was, there's definitely a connection. I know about that because I've read it four or five times in different books and, and magazines. And uh, that seems to have been the case. But it was, nobody thought anything about it. This Here's a guy bringing some cash. The Oracle in. will find it out. He's looking it up right now. I guarantee it. Oh, okay. I'm guaranteeing okay. it. Uh, I, uh, I may have my facts a little bit mixed up. I think they also are from Naples, Florida. And go. Uh, I, I, that's about as good as I can do, Marianne. Uh, that's okay. The Oracle's on it. He's correct. on it. He's going to have it for well, us in just uh, a minute. And, and if you ever have to do this again, at least come back with a good joke, would you? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm horrendous at is good jokes. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Yes, you are right, Eric, about the size of the Cheesecake Factory menu. It's oh, good. It's, in, it's incredible. I know. I know. And it's, it's good, I, too, don't you so think? I've so many items. Well, I think it's, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do. I hate to admit it, but I do. I know. Well, I don't hate to admit it because I'm not embarrassed to admit it. Uh, but, um, but, yes, I think it's really good. And the little, yeah. the, the pile of, of sliders, really good. They're, they're just a little bit greasy on the buns, and then they have just a little dab of ketchup and then pickles. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the old McDonald's original burger, only good. Oh, okay. All right. Put it on the, the, the two-try list. <laughs> you know what? We have to go to Braza, because I think on Friday they have a good burger. It's walkable distance for me. Let's do it. Okay, Friday. Let's get let's get the troops together. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. All right. Y'all be good. Take care. Okay. Here's the deal at Swanson's. Yes. Swanson uh, Clark is his name. Was born in Nebraska, of course, of the Swanson family. Went to Stanford University. Holds an MS in journalism, of course, learning all about wine, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, he married, uh, what, what's her name? Oh, boy. Pipes was her last name. And uh, she is, her family is uh, seventh generation New Orleanians. Huh. And uh, they were bo- uh, born, they were married in Naples, Florida. Oh, wow. Mm. In 1965. And uh, then they went to Napa Valley in 85, 1985, and uh, purchased the Oakville property. That's right in the middle of everything. And uh, to this day, he's. Never been her journalist. <laughs> I think he made the right choice. He made the right choice. Uh, this, what we're doing, or sitting out on his uh, deck by the pool, or probably not a deck, just his vast holdings of the um, of the terrain out in Napa, sipping his wine. I, I, I think I could get into that. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, thank you, Doug. As usual, you come through for us. But that Eric, you hit it like on all the points. Naples, Florida, New Orleans. Good job. Eric could be the oracle too, but I, I'm not suggesting that, Doug. He's busy anyway. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are hitting uh, all the points all over the place here on the food show today and if you would like to get in on that with us do give us a call 2606368 you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2 hello you are welcome uh, to become a part of our little broadcast over here it's the food show that's what we call it because we couldn't think of any big numbers and or words when we first started eating it back then <laughs> Our number is 260-6368. Are you okay? I need 
need to get rid of colds. Excuse me. Oh folks. gosh, do, do you already like have one? one? After another. What do you need? You some? think I'm stressed or something? Hmm. Uh, yes, I don't need anything except uh, conversation. You're you're taking uh, conversation. Some uh, vitamin C. Yes, vitamin and I will take C some more and in a little bit. Yeah. Um, we were talking. First of all, I guess Philip Lopez has poofed into the ether. We'll try to get it him happens. back at some point, but uh, we're doing just fine. So thank you to Doug, who threw out some other things to talk about. We were talking about frozen foods. And uh, that's kind of an interesting New Orleans connection. I'm going to have to look into that a little bit further. But uh, Doug also mentioned that today was National Oreo Cookie Day. Huh. And I want to – you don't like Oreos, Tom? No. Everybody loves Oreos. I don't, I don't eat any of that stuff. I no, don't, no. I don't eat any processed stuff and nothing. I mean, I just – I can't. It's I, I, even as a kid when I didn't know any better, I knew better. But um, if you recall, there was another product that was not Oreos. It was called Hydrox. Hydrox. Do you know there's a strange story about that? Well, that's what I want to know because my mother used to get Hydrox, and I'm mm -hmm. wondering what happened. That Oreo sort of just put Hydrox out of business. They are no more. And what transpired there? And if you if you ate both of those cookies, what mm. was the difference and which did you prefer? Well, uh, you, this is not a matter of just uh, choice. Not you, them, I'm, but I'm, I want to hear the story that you have to offer between about Hydrox versus but, Oreos. Yeah, the, the main uh, fact that you wouldn't expect to hear is that uh, when that uh, appeared on the scene... Which it, one? Well, it was Hydrox and Oreos. Were they? Did they appear on the scene they, at the same they time? Look, they look very similar. Uh-huh. And you, you had the black outside, you had the white stuff in the middle, and then, you know, another one at the bottom of that. The... Or... Uh, <clears throat> the... Uh, uh, the McKenzie's... Excuse me, not McKenzie's. How'd that get in my head? Uh... Believe it or not, Hydrox is quite a bit older than Oreos was, and they kept on going for years and years after that. But they, I think, they're gone now. And it was, uh, it no, was. No, I, I don't think they're gone because I'm looking them up right now, and well, it looks maybe like not. there is a package, Hydrox cookies master pack on eBay. <laughs> well, I and think it's, it's the it's eBay that tells still us what. There. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I, I I used to buy them just to to be doing Debut this with my nose. Debuted in 1908 and was manufactured by Sunshine Biscuits for 90 years. Well, there you are. There's your story. Well, let's see, because it says the similar Oreo. It looks like it's getting ready to tell us the story. Doug, can you pull it up? Because my phone's not letting me pull it up. But I'm I'm very curious about this because. Um, the sad history of Hydrox cookies, which were probably better. Let's see. The sad history of Hydrox cookies, which were probably doomed because they were called Hydrox. They were less sweet. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It says, let's see. It, it says, um, Tedium, a twice-weekly newsletter that hunts for... 
the end of the long mm. tail. When you think of dark sandwich-like cookies, a creamy white center, you probably think of Oreos, in part because Nabisco is so good at marketing. But if you take a look off to the side in the grocery store, you might see one brand in particular that, in fact, was invented four years before Oreos, a br cookie brand that looks remarkably similar. That brand would be Hydrox, the second banana of the cookie aisle, mm -hmm. which these days simply can't compete against the marketing juggernaut that is Oreo, even can't if it touch did it. get a bit of a head start. So it looks like it's still around. Yes, it is. It may be, yeah. uh, and if uh -huh. it okay. was. I'll tell you uh -huh. where I ran into it. There was an article that pl uh, played the whole thing as kind of a, um, an entree of things. Of, uh, thinking. But uh, it, um, Esquire magazine did uh, like about a 15 uh, 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 page uh, article about this and made a big fuss over it. And they said that the whole thing was uh, hinged on the designs on the top and bottom of both of these. Because if you look at them, there's all kinds of funny little uh, diagrams. Ridges around the edge. Yeah. Uh huh. So it's an it's an interesting story, not a very uh, you know. Well, if they're still around. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what the story is here. Hydrox was put out by Kellogg's, as a matter of fact, oh. uh, well. for a long time. Uh, it, incidentally, it was invented in uh, oh, say like eighteen hundreds. Eighteen eighty two. Eighteen eighty two. Yes, you're yeah. right. Imagine. And uh, well, Kellogg wasn't interested in doing Hydrox anymore. It was huh. bought by another Sunshine person. Biscuits. Yeah, well, sort of like that. But uh, but a, a, uh, a Kassoff is the person who reformulated them, as a matter of fact. Mm. And they in their Hydrox as it is today, which is kosher, as a matter of fact. Mm. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. And uh, see, re, it's, it's reformulated. And Hydrox wasn't, or the Kellogg's wasn't interested in putting Hydrox out anymore. So uh, this guy named Kassoff says, okay, I'll take it. And uh, Kellogg said, okay. And so uh, Hydrox is Hydrox, but uh, not in its original form. Mm. It's been reformulated. When was it reformulated? 2014. Oh, so really recently. Correct. Huh. Well, you know, um, it's really, marketing is such a fascinating thing. There was this company that, um, that when we, when you started in the radio, uh, this would be 30 years ago, um, Mark Winston, who owned the station, WSMB back then, was in the in the advertising business, and he was a Jewish guy from New York, and they all had friends that were successful business people in that era, in that time. And um, there was a guy that they knew who had bought up this defunct, hanging on by a th well, not defunct, but like breathing its last gasp and um and <laughs> the um the company was called gold bond and he bought five dollar radio ads all across the country and brought this sad little gold bond product back from the dead just by blanketing the airwaves with 
advertising that he bought for, you know, pennies on the dollar. So advertising really does make a difference, and that was the problem here. Oreo just had a lot more money to spend on their marketing. Mm. But now I want to go and get a bag of Hydrox and a bag of Oreos and, um, and have a tasting, but I don't want to eat them. <laughs> so oh, maybe that, we'll, maybe we'll have some people in here's, the studio the to thing. taste now, them and they won't know the difference. Here's the, here's the thing. That the, the Hydrox are less sugary. Than, oh, I probably like those a lot better. Than, than, uh, than, or I wonder than if the, that's why they're more popular, the Oreos, because people really dig sugar. Of course they do. Yeah. As yeah. well they should. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's interesting. Huh. Uh, well, I, now I'm curious. i got to go buy some Hydrox and uh, make myself eat one, yeah. although it's really an a, appalling concept, I have to say. Well, Esquire said that the what we've come up with here is actually true, and they uh, it lasted a while, and then it uh, as it was around too long, and then the, the, the sugar was going down, everything you say. So that's yeah. truth. Huh. Does anybody Enough eat Hydrox cookies out there? Like I said, my mom used she to gotta really buy like them. the Hydrox. We never had Oreos in the house. And you know what else she always really liked was um, we, she was big into that, that, <laughs> that, what was it, Big 60? It was like this gigantic Megillah of cookies called a Big 60. Hmm. And... Um, the other one that she liked was, um, oh, it's the same company that marketed all of them, but it was, oh, Chips Ahoy. Yeah, Chips Ahoy. So these are all boring. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a snob, but I just, I would bake my own stuff if I needed to eat that. I would just do that. I, I can't bring myself to buy supermarket stuff like that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That is uh, what will get you here to talk about things like the difference between Hydrox mm -hmm. I and think Oreos. We've, we've figured it all out, and now we're fixed for life. And, and this is actually why it is also <clears throat> National Dentist's Day. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, since because it is, if you eat enough of those kinds of cookies, you need to go to the dentist. Is that the point, Doug? And who is the dentist? You know, uh, I was talking about chicken pot pies. Uh, well, we were talking about chicken pot pies with frozen foods. You know, the other day, I went to. I was hungry, and I was driving, and it was morning, and. You know, it's funny. I use things as fast food that most people wouldn't use things as fast food for. Like, I'll drive into the drive up at Zia and get hummus and drive away. Or I would pop into Treyen and get some... Um, fried rice and, and drive away, but never into like a McDonald's or something like that. So I was hungry and I passed uh, La Madeline and I thought, you know what? I love their uh, tomato onion soup. No, I love their Well, they quiche. were famous for that. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Um, quiche Lorraine, which a long time ago was kind of like a hand pie. It was a small little pie. 
and it was in puff pastry and it was flaky puff pastry too and I was really disappointed and they were like five bucks and so I thought okay I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna get this this is what so tied me over until whenever I need to eat again so I um I popped in and I was surprised to see that the pies were not small like they were uh, they were not five bucks. They were six forty nine, uh, and that's not a complaint because it was a much bigger pie. But it was not nearly as good. They don't do the puff pastry anymore. They do this basic pie crust in an actual pie shell, like you know the the one that you would buy at the store and bake a pie in. And it wasn't nearly as good, and I was very disappointed. Has anyone else had that experience at La Madeline? Does anyone go to La Madeline? I kind of like it myself, but uh, I don't go very when, often. When they first came into the area, uh-huh. uh, I used to go there fairly often because I like their <gasps> their sort of. Huh? Tom, you well, went to La Madeline like a chain. <gasps> well, it was. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's good, but you always used to be so disdainful of chains. So go ahead. Well, you went to La Madeline. You, some things were better than others. I always so. thought it was good. I still think it's good. But anyway, I do ahead. too. I but, think they have uh, a great salad and we, a roast chicken. It's really good. We had uh, the guy who was running it at the time on this yeah, program. I remember that. This would have been about 30-something yeah. yeah, years ago. ago. I remember that. that. Yeah. That we, uh, we did that. So, uh, But anyway, we were uh, going to, uh, let's see, what was the plan there? La, La Madeline. Oh, La, La Madeline, right. And so we had the people who ran that, who, by the way, were military guys. And really? They, yeah. And they, uh, so we had them on the show, and we talked about all the things that people were asking about. And one of them was this um, a cookbook that they had. Oh, they had a cookbook? They had a cookbook. A La Madeline cookbook? <clears throat> yeah. And... Uh, and that was great because people were always asking me, where can you get that, uh, that, uh, uh those biscuits? Tomato, tomato. Uh, yeah, it, it was, that's, was part of it. And they have those really good <clears throat> puff pastry. Puff pastries. Cheese strips. Yeah, those and, are good. And also, uh, for, uh, their steaks, oh, not steaks, um, uh. They have good pastries, of, too. Yeah, this was, uh, they wanted to have a, a recipe for, the um, uh, oh gosh, the, the, <clears throat> the, there's there's a word everybody knows it, and I'm not the, oh. quiche. Quiche. No, it was bigger than that. It, it, it was the uh, salad dressing, which was an, an an. It is good. Yeah. Well, the the guy who represented. Oh, as a matter of fact, as I think about it, that's really good salad what? dressing. The guy it was a comes French over. Vinaigrette. And very he, salty, though. And he wanted to do that uh, salad, that yeah. Caesar salad. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, you know, that's great to hear it because the number one dish that people have ever asked me for on this program are your uh, collection of uh, that salad the, the, the salad dressing. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, sure, we'll give that to you. And he handed me a little, a very small... Really? Yeah. Um, Why didn't you keep it? And, well, I didn't know much about it at the time. But uh, they got, they they did get something. They got a recipe, how to do it. And also, uh, it had no recipe in it itself. Mm. 
It was it was strange. Uh, they said, oh, yeah, we'll take care of you on that. Everybody likes it. I said, I know. That's why everybody wants to get some. Uh-huh. But uh, we couldn't get past it's the... Uh, it's really good. <laughs> French, a, French, a French vinaigrette is hard to beat for a salad dressing. A simple French vinaigrette is really, really delicious. But I think La Madeleine is, is very good. Yeah, and, me too. And I think they, I, they do a good job. Their salads are good. Their roast chicken is good. Really, I, I haven't had anything there that I didn't like. But you know who's come on the scene? Tell us. Definitely since La Madeleine is kind of a ripoff of La Madeleine and is not present here to my knowledge. But, oh, not that. Uh, that Le Pain Quotidien. Tomorrow's uh, uh, biscuits? No, that's <laughs> not, that was close to what that means, but not exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, you see them in the more populous areas <coughs> and I don't I don't like them as much as La Madeleine but I'm kind of curious does anybody else prefer Le Pain Quotidien over La Madeleine and if you are not even familiar with that don't worry about it I don't think that you'll see them here but uh, it's a another French chain of Bakeries, and they do really breakfast. full dinners there. They had all kinds of salads well, and salads. Does. And I don't think Le Pain is quite as much. They have it's more like a breakfast lunch kind of place. Come to think of it, the more I think about it, the more I, I do think I like it a lot. <laughs> well, help yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's much more expensive than La Madeleine. Le Pain is more expensive than La Madeleine. I would imagine that people who go to the Gulf Coast, the beachgoers on the Gulf Coast, have probably seen Le Pain. They probably have them over yeah. there. Um, Actually, I'm going to look up and see what states they're in. I, I don't think they're anywhere near here. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to talk to us. As usual, we're talking about nothing much at all, but it does oh, have I to don't do know. with food. It's been a pretty good uh, show. It does have to do with food. Well, I have uh, something that has something to do with food here, and I offer it to you. What's that? To uh, the Bonton, which I'm sure to a lot of people has Bonton's last day today. Yep, and. And wait, we just learned that who is here? Oh, Stephen. Stephen, yeah. come on in. We just have a few minutes. Hey, Bonton's hey. closing. Is what? Closing. The Bonton? Yeah. Yeah, closes tonight. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I went to the salad station out in Canada today. Yes. And uh, it was. I, everything was good quality. All the, everything just was absolutely perfect. The meat and you know even the meat and the shrimp and that sort of were all good. Seven seventy nine a pound or something. I think that's a good concept. If you want to eat something healthy, I think there's nothing at all wrong with that. Yeah. And at two o'clock this afternoon, half the dining room was full. So I mean. Somebody must be eating it. Uh, I think a lot of people are eating it, and why yeah. not? I mean, it's 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 good. Salad is good, you know. Yeah. Salad yeah. can be really good. Salad. Yeah. And what have we heard about the fiery crab? The parking was... lot is full all the time. <laughs> well, I went to the fiery crab the other day just okay. to peek in because I was out there. 
and mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it's kind of like a it looks to me like a fast casual place, but I was told it is not. It yeah. is much bigger on the inside than you think. And uh, the parking lot is indeed full. It's perfect for where it is. Where and is I this? think it's going to do very well. The Fiery Crab. The Fiery Crab. Where is that? There, It's out in Kenner next to the Golden Corral. It, ah. has, it is part of, a, <clears throat> it's part of a group of restaurants. I want to say out of Baton Rouge maybe, but they're all over now. There's like, I don't know, six or seven of them yeah. in Louisiana. It's a Louisiana chain. So it's always, I'll go by around 11 o'clock and the parking lot's full. Always, yeah, always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and I mean, I would thought, well, it can't be all employees' cars. <laughs> no, it's not a very big parking lot, though, but it is yeah. uh, It is very popular. It's very popular. Yeah. Is it expensive? I didn't look at the menu, but... Um, oh, you didn't eat there? I didn't eat there. No, I just was out there. I just I was out there on other business, and I popped my head in to have a look at it, and that's... You know, it's it's very basic. It's not... It's um, it's it's fine. It's, it's just very basic. You know, I would say that it's kind of like a fast food place in look and decor, but it's not. Yeah. All right, okay. Stephen, I think that's it. Okay. Take care. Have a good evening. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. And uh, we'll be back here on Monday. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.